Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. If you're a comic book fan, you'll know that Spider-Man was invented in the early 1960s. I was born in the early 1960s. Coincidence? I think not. There's a really cool Spider-Man poster, if you can find it. The poster was released prior to September 11, 2001. It was recalled from the market because of the national tragedy due to the reflection of the twin towers in Spider-Man's eyes. There's essentially three variations of the poster. The rarest contains the date 2002 at the bottom. The second rarest contains uh, coming 2002. And the third version is 3 May 2002. If you see one of these posters and you want to authenticate it, look in the lower left quadrant and you'll see a taxi cab there. The fake ones don't have it. Why was this poster recalled? Well, the poster was recalled because of the World Trade Center disaster. You see, on September 11, 2001, the trade centers were attacked by terrorists. On that day, 19 years ago, there was still smoke coming out of the rubble where the World Trade Center stood. Ash was falling on New York. Flames could still be seen at the Pentagon, and there was a smoking hole in a Pennsylvania field. In the world would never be the same. Especially not for Dalton. Dalton was six. I walked into his school and met him for the very first time, the only time I've ever met him. They brought him to the library and we just sat on the floor. I curled my legs up and he sat in my lap. I asked him about his mommy. And then I very carefully asked him about mommy's new boyfriend. You think he's a nice guy? He nodded yes, but his eyes said no. The police believe that the new boyfriend killed his mom and then killed himself. I was there to tell this little boy that the world would never be the same. As he sat in my lap, I folded my hands in front of him like you do when you pray. And I explained to him that one hand represents the body and one hand represents the soul. And as long as they're touching each other, you have life. But if they ever separate, if the body leaves the soul, then we have death. The ancient word actually means separation. Because of a terrible thing that had happened to his mom, her soul could no longer have her body. And her body could no longer have her soul. I carefully explained, she's still alive. Souls live forever. You see, it's probably more accurate to say that we don't have a soul. We are a soul. We have a body. When someone dies, they don't become a spirit. We've always been spirits. I want him to know that, that this soul, that his mom would live forever. She would always love you. She always cares for you. She always wants what's best for you. She just can't talk to you, and she can't touch you. It was a very inadequate job, but it was all I had. And so really, we just sat on the floor for a while, and we both cried. The school counselor asked me to pray with Dalton. 
And as he sat in my lap, he folded his hands as I had done earlier. I prayed, Dear God, and I just had to pause for a minute. I was so choked up. And then this little voice repeated, Dear God. And I knew he was going to repeat this prayer word for word. So I prayed a child's prayer, one this little boy could understand and repeat. They had a person listed on a registration form to contact in case of emergency. And they were going to be picking you up from school. And he was going to live with them from now on. I knew he had no clothes. And he would need clean underwear, maybe a shirt or two, and just some things to have a connection with his life. I told him I was going to go back to the house, and was there anything I could bring him? He asked me to find a game, his favorite toy, a special shirt, and his Pokemon pillow. The homicide team let me walk under the yellow tape, and I stepped over and passed the bodies and roamed the house to find the three remnants of what would connect him with what used to be. After I got back to the school and had the items that he'd requested, he seemed glad to see me. I know. I know that later he will come to wish he'd never, ever seen my face. I tried to go home, but they paged me again. A 33-year-old school teacher who just earned her master's degree had lost control of her motorcycle. They needed somebody to go tell her boyfriend and her three children that she would not be coming home. When I did get home, the only thing on TV was the burning buildings. Peter Jennings and Dan Rather were talking about the burning buildings. It strikes me funny that in those days, shortly after the 9-11 tragedies, the media said, hey, we're not going to show constant images of this. We don't want to incite violence against a particular group of people, and we don't want to incite violence against a particular religion. 3,000 people died in those buildings. Hundreds of people died on those airplanes. In 2020, 661 people have been killed by police. 242 of them were white. 123 of them are black. 80 of them are Hispanic. And yet the media can't keep from showing us over and over and over the deaths of only one group of those people. You see, when I got home on September 11, 2001, 19 years ago, Peter Jennings and Dan Rather never mentioned the little boy. They never mentioned the school teacher. CNN didn't show a picture of an empty driveway or the front of an elementary school with a little boy holding a Pokemon pillow. We were all touched by the national tragedy, and we should have been. But we had tragedy going on all around us. We have tragedy every day and in every neighborhood, and it's not based on any one group of people. 
Why is it that we never notice the hurt and pain suffering in our own backyard? You know, my youth group and I used to go to work camp. We would drive all the way to Knoxville, Tennessee to paint houses. And then one day it dawned on me, there's houses in Huntsville, Alabama that need to be painted. There are gutters in Huntsville, Alabama that need to be cleaned out. There's widows who live here that need to have their yards mowed. We didn't have to drive all the way to Knoxville, Tennessee to find something to do. Wouldn't it be nice if we cared, if we noticed, if we ministered to people so well here that we had to drive to Knoxville to find houses to paint? Firemen risk their lives in this town. Policemen die in this town. Little boys are left homeless and moms leave home and never come back in this town. Please, please God, help us to notice the ones that are never mentioned on the news. Vision is the ability to see opportunity in the present circumstances. Open your eyes, look for people who are hurting, and try to help them. Opportunity equals responsibility. With great power comes great responsibility. Erupt is a sponsor of Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. There are 32 miles of cave passages in Cumberland Caverns in McMinnville, Tennessee. If you go into the main entrance of the cave and walk down an easy sloping path, you'll end up in the Volcano Room. The Volcano Room is 333 feet underground, and it is the site of a youth rally known as Erupt. If you're looking for a spiritually uplifting event in a very unique environment, then Erupt is the event for you. This year, Erupt will take place on October 24th at 6 p.m. Because of the unique circumstances of this year, it will only be seen on the YouTube page from the Erupt board. The keynote speaker is Austin Johnson, and his theme will be deeper. If you need more information on this event, please contact the Erupt board. You may contact them by email, eruptyouthrally at gmail.com. That is eruptyouthrally at gmail.com. Or you can find information on their website, www.eruptyouthrally.com, www.eruptyouthrally.com. One of the most unique experiences I've ever had was getting to operate some heavy equipment. I think I used a knuckle boom loader and maybe what you would call a bulldozer. If that doesn't sound like your kind of fun, but you need some heavy work done, if you need mass grading, storm drainage, sewer improvement, concrete improvement, asphalt paving, you maybe need to work on some erosion control, some demolition, or some heavy hauling, my friends at SJNL General Contractors are the people you need to call for the job. SJNL General Contractors is a family-owned business. They're primarily focused on civil construction. They are licensed in both Alabama and Tennessee. If you need any of this type heavy work done, don't hesitate to give them a call. SJNL General Contractors 
433-4660-931-433-4660. SJL General Contractors is a sponsor of Keeping Up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure.